Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Coming up on TMS, her dog is appropriate. Lady fart or dog fart? The shortest skirt in Alabama. The retiree look. Whoville poodly noodles. Gobbing my way to the top. Little Skeletor girl. That outfit is to die for. The fuckers are a growing concern. The last De Niro and hoo-ha. <laughs> Creeper sunglasses. Soccer hooligan gobbing. There you go. Try to keep it down. I will date you, he-man. Wet and gross in Georgia with Amy. Therapy Thursday with Wendy and more on this episode of the morning stream we ran into trouble batman was there and i know all about it he didn't get all the diamonds no sir our next job will be better planned a shipment of industrial diamonds is leaving the gotham city airport tomorrow morning i'm going to get those diamonds and no one's going to stop me not even batman i shall publicly defy him 105 years and he still doesn't know my name The Morning Stream. I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. Hello and welcome to TMS. Yeah, that's right. Thursday, August fourth, twenty twenty-two is the date. I'm Scott Johnson, and uh, my other date is Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian. <laughs> Wow, you're, it's like a sitcom where you've got two dates and you've got to go back and forth between them at the same Italian restaurant, pretend you're hungry, and no. that you have to keep going to the bathroom. And that, uh, how long can you keep this up, no, Scott, with not, your two dates? Not much longer. It's it's all falling apart soon. Uh, real quick, I notice here, visually, you and I look like a couple of retirees today. How <laughs> <laughs> we do. I got this yeah. short sleeve looking Hawaii, or not Hawaii, Florida vacation looking shirt right, on. You do. Yeah, I've totally got the. Brian's um, all vacationed up looking. Bum. I mean, we are Crockett and Tubbs in their 70s, is what we are right now. <laughs> oh, that's a show I'd watch. <laughs> What's Michael Mann doing? Get in there. Get that done. He's making a. Make heat, it happen. He's yeah. making a heat sequel. That's what he's done. He's busy. Mm. Pretty excited about that. I think that means De Niro. Cool. I'll bet you money. Here's my bet right now to say it early because uh, I think I'm going to be right. This yeah. will be the last time De Niro and uh, Hoo Ha. Pacino. Pacino. I couldn't think of his name. Hoo Ha. Hoo Ha. Uh, it's the last time they'll work together on screen. I'll bet you. Bet you money. If they're in yeah, it, probably. I don't even know. I don't yeah. even know if they're in it, but if they're in it. If they're in it, it'll probably be the last time they work together. Because I don't see Pacino stepping in on any of the uh, Meet the Fockers uh, sequels or anything. 
Are they still making those? I don't think they're still making those. I think that thing has totally run its course. A growing concern, the Fockers series. The Fockers series. The Fockers uh, cinematic universe. Yeah, I hope it never ends. All right. (laughs) I had an experience I would like to share. All right. Uh, As you know, my dog's been a little messed up. She had some kind of weird thing in her back or her... Poor Rainer. I know, it sucks. The advice uh, around vet circles is she's probably going to be fine. Don't worry about bringing her in yet. Just let her rest, and that's what she's doing. She is eating, but I have to take food to her for her to eat. Okay. She won't go to it. Um, and she's drinking and stuff, so she's fine in that regard. But you know how these animals do. They tend to like want to go hide somewhere and yeah. not be around other people or other dogs, and she's kind of doing a bit of that. So we're just trying to you know, be there for her, whatever, all that stuff. But I thought one thing that would be good for her yesterday was I'd take her for a mini walk, nothing too crazy or strenuous, because she mm-hmm. loves her walks. And sure enough, it, w- it did seem good for her. It loosened her up a bit. Okay. Not in her, not her normal energetic, can't wait to bark at other dogs, freak yeah, out thing. Right. Very slow, very methodic, whatever, but she did it. So we're out there, and at one point, I'm sitting on a bench and letting her kind of rest in the grass. And we're just sitting there, and a lady is walking her dog, some sort of fluffy-looking little poodly unit. I don't know what. Okay, is. all right. Don't know what the name of this dog is. Small toy poodle, probably or like a big one of those big weird looking poodles. Um, it was which big. I actually prefer. <laughs> I actually prefer the uh, the they, big weird looking poodles as opposed to little tiny toy poodles. They are weird looking, right? They're weird. Yeah, just the way um, that they sometimes are groomed that makes them look like uh, you know a Dr. Seuss character. Yeah, that <laughs> that's a good point. They look like Who Whoville people. If you cut their hair right. Anyway, this was a bit like that, but kind of medium sized, not not too big. All right. And uh, they come walking by and and uh, I hear as she passes, we're kind of close proximity. The the walk thing is right there and I'm on this bench right in front of it. And Rainer is not getting excited or freaking out about this dog at all. She's just, you know, when she's in this mode of in pain, she doesn't care about any of that. So she's not getting up or barking or sniffing or doing any of that. And the other dog seems nonchalant. So they walk by without much incident, except as they walk by, I hear her. <laughs> a little bit of her right then, you know. Nice. And so I, from the lady or the dog? Well, see, that's that was my initial thought. Who is yeah. this? Who did this emanate from? And I'm pretty sure it was the lady. <laughs> and the only reason I think this is after I hear the her. I yeah. glance up. I'm wearing sunglasses. So I'm, I'm not super, you know, uh, she it's can't really see my where eyes. your eyes are going. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You always wear those in public so you can be a creeper. You know, that's the deal. Anyway, I see her smile after the two. <laughs> like, a, ah, what a relief. Or, ah, I busted kind yeah. of smile. It was kind of yeah. a weird grin of the, or, oh, my dog farted in front of another person again. It could have been that. <laughs> could have been that. Yes, exactly. So jury's out. Uh, they're deliberating. Don't know what they're going to come back with, but <laughs> pretty sure it was a lady fart and not a dog fart. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that was great. Uh, and it was si- a silent outside. exchange, by the Let way. Rip. Otherwise, completely quiet. Like, no, like birds chirping. Yeah. She didn't say anything. There's dogs are quiet. I didn't say anything. Just a little hurt and then on her way, you know? <laughs> and it was fine. Look, it, look, you got to, you got to let them go. Yeah. And, and, uh, walk is, probably the best way to to move them down the line to to escape too like you know you get out there and walk and it's like 
you know, it's it's the uh, the great liberator is what it is. It really is. And you're outdoors. So you're not confined anywhere. It's not like you're right. in an you know, yeah. elevator or some shit like that. Yeah, I always feel weird. Like if I go into a, a public bathroom and um, I'm peeing, I feel weird if I fart. Mm. <laughs> but I'm in a friggin' bathroom, right? Like, isn't this where I'm supposed to do it? Yeah. And for some reason, it's a good it's a good physiological time to let that go. Yeah. But in a public bathroom, like an airport or something, or a movie, let's say a movie theater's just ended, the movie's ended, and everybody sure. rushes to the bathrooms, and they're all using the stalls, okay. and you're in there, and you don't want to do that in there with all those people no, in there? No, no, exactly, because, you know, there's people around, and, and it's, it's less about the... Uh, the noise, I just don't want to offend yeah. is my problem. Yeah. <laughs> my understanding is the British like to go ahead and let that rip, but they also like to hork up big uh, loogies and spit them in the toilet while they're there. The British do? Yeah. I hear this about the British. And they call it gobbing. Uh, Zoe, yeah. if you're in the chat, yeah. tell, tell us more because is this true? And also you're a lady, so maybe you never see gross men do this. But <laughs> everything, every time I've I ever mean, t- heard about uh, this, it's always British people gobbing, farting, really? peeing. Yeah. I see him doing it in the bath, like uh, like uh, Americans doing it all the time. I could be, yeah, could be. Yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's universal. Restricted just to the UK, but uh, maybe it or- originated there, though. You know, maybe, maybe they got these soccer hooligan types. You know, they're like, oh, I'm just gonna fart yeah, and gob my I, way to the top. Just, I uh, I have a hard time believing that that uh, isn't something that we sent over there rather than the the other way around. It's possible. I always, I always like to think that the um, the worst of public behavior does have an, a, a, a starting point, but it's always impossible to know where. Like, yeah, right. Do we blame? Do we blame modern a modern society? Did it come from something? Have they always been there? Was there always a caveman who was off in the corner going eating his own boogers? Like, I don't know. I mean, there, there's the eastern part of Arvada. Uh, hocking up a loogie is part of normal conversation. Mm. Like, it is a. It is yeah. just a thing that 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 uh, some people do. Yeah, as teenagers, just on the regular. I had friends who spit uh, would do it all all the time, all yeah. the freaking time. That's they yeah, felt like their whole that existence. I don't like. Yeah, I don't like it either. I'm not a fan at all. But those people, they acted like it was their job to yeah. uh, produce giant gobs of gross and spit it on es- the sidewalk. Especially when they like the part one is the oh, you know part like the, one. Uh, the, the the like. Loosening the, the 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 snot in the Ugh. back of the throat to make sure you can hork it. Oh, good morning, everybody. I hope you're enjoying your lucky charms. Yeah, whatever you got uh, there in your in your bowl, keep keep try to keep it down. Yeah, exactly. Oh, jeez. Uh, Brian, we got an email about Please, your lift. Let's talk about anything else. <laughs> we got a lift email, so I'll play this just oh, for fun. Good. Drive at sensible speeds. Be courteous and obey traffic regulations. It's also an email. Send and receive email. Yeah, all those things. <laughs> Uh, Bernie Walter wrote in. He writes in a lot. And uh, yeah, Ber- Bernie says great. this. He says, hey, guys, the other day you were talking about installing cameras on Brian's lift car. I like the it's idea that you have a lift car as opposed to the other car that is just your car. <laughs> well, I will say that even though I've got a removable uh, light up lift sign that I can, you know, take off, put in my glove compartment when I'm not driving for lift. Yeah. Um, even though we've used it to drive to trivia a, you know, a couple times this week, I've left that light in there the whole time. Oh, sure. Why not? Leave it yeah. in. By the way, I figured out that that next time we go to a concert at Red Rocks, yeah. having that light in there, I can go and park in any lot I want, <gasps> right? Because like, they they see me coming, they move the cones out of the way so I can go to the upper lot to drop people off. So I'm just putting T down the back seat, 
when we go to Red Rocks, Amazing. we're going to drive up and park in the nice lot, and then I'm going to take the little sign out of my car. And put it this is like um, a legal way around not getting to use the handicap spots, you know? Yes, right. I mean, I'm not. I'm certainly not taking spots away from somebody who is, um, is is deserving of it and requires it, right? Like, I'm definitely not going to park. I'm not going to park in a handicap spot. No, but there are. There's the lot up top where. Um, <laughs> Where like the big wigs, um, I don't maybe employees are up there as well, but uh, but there's always so many spots up there available. It's like, oh, I just want one of those. I'm yeah, just do take that. One of those. Use your light. Yeah. Get in. Stay out. Or get out. Turn the light off. You're done. You're set. And then I'll report. I'll report about uh, getting towed because I didn't have some sort of recognizable employee sticker or big wig hang tag from the rearview mirror. Or yeah, something. there's probably so, some doodly thing you got to hang. I'll bet. Yeah. Well, anyway, here's what he says. Uh, you were talking about installing cameras in the car. If you ever want to see the absolute worst case scenario of that, there's a movie on Hulu called Spree, S-P-R-E-E. It stars, it stars Joe Curry. Curry? Curry. Joe Curry. Curry. Curry? He Curry. spelled it wrong, I Curry. think. Oh, I'm sorry. Curry. It is Curry. Right? Is it Curry? two E's and then an R and then a Y. Oh, he, gotcha. actually, he added an extra E in there and I don't think they're supposed to This be is there. the Stranger Things. One of the Stranger Things people. He's the um, he's the dude with the great hair, <laughs> the rocker guy. You know the uh, not the rocker guy, but the um, working in the ice cream store. I guess you haven't seen the season yet where he's working in the ice cream store. But he's no. um, was he in season he's one? Steve. He's the uh, good-looking guy that dated. Uh, oh, um, that dated the little Skeletor-looking girl uh, in the season, <laughs> first the Skeletor season. Skeletor-looking girl. They were upstairs making out while. Uh, the girl in the green coat and the glasses died in the pool or yes. whatever. Oh, okay. Barb died in the pool. Yeah. Or Barb died in <laughs> the upside down. It's yes. been a while, as you can tell. Skeletor. Like, oh, man. You got it. All right. Time for you to go back and watch that. No, uh, she's a, she's a, she's fine. She just, look, she just yeah. looks like she's got no muscle tone, just skin. She has oh, skin. Well, she, just has, she does have an extremely strong jawline and a narrow neck. So she. It's just like know. it's pulling really tight, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. know. Like you just need to breathe out. Let it, let it go. Is what I'm saying. Anyway, uh, he's, he's in this, he's a rideshare driver slash wannabe social media star who goes off the deep end. You'll never look at the actor the same way again, says Bernie. Wow. I'll check this out. It sounds interesting. Yeah, it looks really good. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 68% tomato meter, 61% audience score. So a little bit above average, but um, I feel bad. like I've got to watch this as a rideshare driver. I feel like uh, <laughs> like this is required viewing for me. Wasn't there a Kamal Nunjani deal? There was. Um, yes. Um, him, him and, and da- Dave, Dave Batista, I think, was in it. Goober or... Duber, or there was some play on on the word Uber, wasn't yeah, it? Goober, wasn't it the Duber? What was that called? Stuber. Stuber. Stuber that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Stuber. <laughs> memorable, really memorable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wonder if that was poop. Was that poop? Did nobody like that? I I don't remember if I watched it. I'm, th- I'm confusing it with one that he did with. Um, oh no! Now I'm blanking on her name. Issa Rae. That Camille Nanjani did with Issa Rae, oh. where they were a couple that was on the verge of breaking up, and then they get carjacked or something like that. Um, oh, that was um, what was that called? Shoot, yeah, that was more recent. Yeah, I forgot the name of that. <laughs> wow, just looking at photos from this movie, hmm. he's got dude's got cameras on every um, 
window, like so driver's side window, passenger side window, both pointing at the back, one hanging from the rear view mirror. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's oh, because he's because it's the whole social media aspect of this. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, you're not thinking of not Big Sick. That's a different movie. Um, not not the Big Sick, which was really really good. That what, was an awesome. Was it? Uh, that was such a good. good Lovebirds? No. Oh, Lovebirds. That was that it? it. Yeah. Lovebirds. Okay. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Right. There it is. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Uh oh! Look at them making out. All right, I'm turning that off. Uh, anyway, <laughs> thank you, Bernie, for the uh, for the thing. I guess that'll give you an idea. You'll watch that and go, "Yeah, I don't want any cameras," or maybe I do want a few cameras. Isn't yeah, that- I don't know. I mean, I don't. I still don't do a whole lot of night driving, and I figure that's where you get the the crazier situations where a dash cam or a, or a uh, you know in car cam might be a bad idea or a good idea. Mm to record some bad stuff that happens in there but um during the day when i'm taking i took a dude to walmart yesterday it's like all right dropping you off at walmart yeah did you, you know, get a ride back from walmart or just that just to there yeah, i, guess you I imagine wait. he i mean he had to get some sort of ride back from walmart because you can't buy a car at walmart you can but, never uh, you can never just sit there and wait though right that's not the deal like a taxi driver sometimes i'll be like i'll be right back out stay here can you oh, do that there's no reason uh, well no i can't right like he can't he can't say um, cause he's paid for a ride that is like starts and ends at Walmart. However, I've had people who do a ride to work, but they want me to stop at Seven Eleven so that they can buy some smokes and they build that into the, into the ride. So they say, uh, this ride has a stop yeah. and then you stop and you wait for five minutes and then. Technically, I could leave after five minutes if if they're stuck in line in the Seven Eleven. I could just ditch them, which would be the most horrible thing ever. That would be horrible. I wouldn't do that. But uh, I've heard horror stories about uh, uh, you know people who who know it's going to take a long time, so they leave their kids in the car because they know you won't drive off with their kids. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes. Wow. Yeah, we just need to make a really quick stop at, at uh, McDonald's so I can pick up my paycheck. Do you ever everybody do I'm gonna like that? I'm going to leave my kid in the car. And then they go in and, and proceed to eat an entire meal at McDonald's knowing that you're not going to drive off with their kids in the car. Weird. That's weird. Yeah. Do you know, do you, have yeah, you ever had a like a car seat person in your car or no? No, no, I've never had like somebody who brought in a, a child seat. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Never okay. had anyone. Surprisingly, never. No one's ever uh, done that. I wonder if that's a um, thing. I did. I did take a lady with a uh, comfort dog, or a you know a um, uh, assistant dog. What do they call those? A uh, working uh, dog. Animal. A, shit. Yeah. It wasn't. Service she wasn't dog. Blind, so it wasn't like a seeing eye dog. Oh, not like service a, dog. Uh, then it's a. Yeah, it um, still would be a service. I guess if it if if it's a comfort emotional support dog. Emotional support animal. That's it. Yeah, emotional support animal. It's still technically a service dog, right? Yeah, yeah. I want one of those. They never let you pet yeah. them, though. They always have signs that say don't pet them. And I always want to pet them. Yeah. What's wrong yeah, with that? No. There's a natural. I know. What's wrong with me telling him he's a good dog yeah. and he's the best good dog ever? Yeah, you're a good dog. Put pet, pet, pet. What's wrong with that? Yeah. I don't get that. Oh, Claire want... says emotional support animals aren't service dogs. I thought they were because they're, they're providing a service to their owners. I think the service has to be like you're blind or you're. Yeah. I, I mean, know what, I, I know obviously that includes, right. that, you know, that, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why the distinction that's weird. Well, Maybe, are they trained differently? Probably that's it. <laughs> Cause one's a real thing and the other is a, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I don't want to get any emails. <laughs> yeah. Claire, you can send that email. That'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. Send some emails to me about, uh, 
uh, emotional support animals not being a real thing. Make it happen. <laughs> um, all right. I I was making a joke. It was I'm all not, a I joke. Don't seriously, feel that way. It was just just for all letters. a joke. Okay, you guys, calm. God, does everything the have to be F- a joke with you, Brian? Jeez. <laughs> All right, uh, I know what we ought to do. We ought to do a little of this right here. We're going to do a little read this with Amy. Red Fraggle 3 joins us as she does all the time, especially on these uh, beautiful Thursdays, from her home in uh, beautiful downtown Atlanta. I don't know where you live. Somewhere in Florida. (laughs) It's something like that. In In a roost at the top of the tallest building in Atlanta. That's right. Here's her zip code and her address. Uh, check right. it out, everybody. It's Amy. Amy, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. We're good. Pretty good. good, um, good better. Good. Better now nice. that we're going to talk reading because I'm 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 yeah. in the mood. I'm in the mood to hear what I should be reading next. I'll tell you that. Did I sound okay this morning. I didn't you even. Sound great. I, didn't, I did not do my normal pre-check. So yeah, hey, you okay, sound good. fine. Yeah. Right. yeah, cool, cool, cool. It's right. as good as you've ever sounded, actually. Oh, yeah, well, thank it's pretty you. nice. Thank you, thank you. Well, yes, uh, it's hot. It's hot as balls down here in Atlanta. <laughs> but yeah, it's um. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta. You already start at a hundred, right? Yeah. So it just goes up from there. <laughs> yeah, then you're. It's it's not that bad. Like it's not it's not a Phoenix kind of heat <laughs> level, but yeah, like we've been getting up to like ninety five, and our. Our air conditioner, our upstairs air conditioner went out, um, but like not, it didn't really go out. It just was phoning it in. So if it was 95 degrees up here, it would only cool it down like 15 degrees. So it was only getting to like 80 degrees. And uh, and meanwhile, you know, my office is up here. Chuck's office is up here. So we're just like sweating and I'm going, okay, get the casting people out here. It's too hot. Yeah, that's a lot. that's a lot of yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, obnoxious heat. And also you guys with humid, you know, your humidity is what makes it so bad. If I went to Phoenix, oh, yeah. I would feel less hot than I probably would there, at least for the, you know, if you're right in the direct sunlight, that's different. But let's say I'm in the shade in, uh, you know, somewhere in Georgia or I'm in the shade in Phoenix. I think I'd take the shade in Phoenix because you guys are all wet and gross over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's muggy, like the mugginess makes it a lot tougher. Ugh. During the summer, you go and like you take a shower and you dry yourself off and everything and you're still wet. Like you still feel yeah. <laughs> like sticky because everything mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Is, is you don't really and- take you don't take showers in the south. That was my experience down there. You just sort of get wet and then you come out of there and you sort of towel off. And then you're like, did I even do it? Did anything happen? And then you just spend right. the rest of the day wondering. You smell better, I guess. So that's good. Right. Yeah. Um, it's like, um, I don't know that I feel any cleaner, but I, I smell cleaner. So speaking I, of, speaking I, to this one. Reason, oh, go ahead, Ryan. The whole reason I don't do like uh, costumes that involve makeup if I go to Dragon Con, because like I'm going to be a silver surfer when I walk in there and I'm going to be uh, the silver smear when I, you know, <laughs> by about lunchtime. I love the idea. All the silver has gone down to your wrists or so, like your forearms. <laughs> exactly. Just yeah. like, I've got silver legs. <laughs> Blaze on. Um, so I'm a herald of Galactus. I know uh, I know that um, – so this maybe seemed like a non sequitur, but maybe not. Um, you reminded me of this. So I didn't know this. I found out yesterday that all the weather services, weather apps and services that report what temperature it is. So I look at Salt Lake City right now. It's like 80-something, pushing to 90, whatever it is this week or today. Those temperatures are taken always in the shade, never in the sunlight. Did you know that? I didn't oh. know that. It's interesting, right? I- and I, I thought think I had heard that before, but I forgot it until you just said it. So it's yeah, always shaded, cool. and and they and the thing I read said 
if it was indirect sunlight, it would be ridiculous because it would say, you know, you get you get crazy readings. Plus, the equipment would like melt in certain places. So they always do those temperature readings for ambient temperature in shaded areas oh. so that you don't have crazy readings. I didn't know. I had no idea. Well, yeah, our weather down here, we have we talk about um, this is like super exciting for your show, right? We're talking about the freaking weather. Yeah, um, the weather. But yeah. like we have um, the heat index. And yeah. so they talk about that. Like and as you say, like the humidity plays into that. Um so yeah, it's kind of like in the in the winter you always hear about what is it the the wind with the oh the wind, uh, wind, chill, uh, wind, wind chill, chill factor yeah, yeah. the oh, wind yeah. chill factor mm-hmm. yeah. um you know so it's kind of like that only for for heat so we get the but, lake effect from the salt lake and it's horrible because a it kind of smells like fish number yeah. one and b right. it basically the weather system pulls all this moisture out of the lake and immediately moves it over a mile or two and then dumps it. And it and it almost seems like you're getting the worst winter storm of all time, but really you're just getting this local moisture that's just turned into snow like immediately, and it all smells like fish. I freaking hate it. <laughs> Lake effect snow is the worst. Yeah. I agree. But since it's but drying like, up, like, I don't have to people, worry about it. Yeah. People in Britain right now are having like terrible, terrible heat, and they don't have air conditioning, no. and so it's awful for them over there. And I said to my mm. daughter the other day, I was like, you know what? I am not gonna i am not gonna throw any shade to them or anything like that ha <laughs> shade i didn't uh, even shade. Do that. <laughs> but i'm not you know no hate to them at all because people make fun of us all the time in the south for not because like when it snows we just shut everything down down yeah. here but it's because we don't have the infrastructure to deal with snow and because why would we it only snows like two days a year down here like it would be more expensive it's it's less expensive to just kind of go okay everybody have the day off yeah if it true. snows then it then it would be to have snow plows and crap so we just don't have it and then everybody may you know john stewart makes fun of us for snowpocalypse <laughs> and whatnot but like i'm like poor these poor people who have like no air conditioning and yet it's now 90 freaking degrees i feel bad for them yeah yeah i hope they i hope yeah. they're it doesn't get worse i would like it to get yeah better. I know it probably won't. Um, all right, let's get to uh, today's selection. Uh, I've got a clip yes. here. Do you want to play this first, or do you want to set anything up? Um, yeah, let me go ahead and set it up this week. I'll do it a little okay. different this all week. Right. Oh, yeah, so um, this week's book is it's it's a kind of an oldie, um, at, but it came to mind because my son just came home from this really cool program that he did up at Carnegie Mellon. And um, Scott, I sent you a couple of screenshots. Mm. Uh, he was actually working in the program that that guy, Randy Pausch. I don't know if y'all, you guys remember him. He did the thing called The Last Lecture. And, mm. uh, you know, where he was dying of cancer. And it just so happened that Carnegie Mellon had a series called The Last Lecture that they they encouraged their professors to do. Like, oh, imagine if, you know, this was, you knew this mm. was going to be your last lecture. Sure. You know, and, and what would you want to say to your students? Well, in his case, it literally was. Oh, man. Um, and so it, it, this was several years ago. You know, it, it went it went viral, you know, back on YouTube and everything. And, um, and, and he gave a lot of really cool, good advice. And it was very, it was, pretty inspirational um so anyway my son was at carnegie mellon doing the same program that he founded that randy F- pausch founded they were programming virtual reality things mm. 
and like like building worlds in virtual reality and stuff. And so they were given it was almost like it was kind of like a codathon. So any anybody who's a nerd has probably done a codathon. Uh mm-hmm. it's it's where you know you 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 sit for a limited period of time, very very small deadline and you you come up with a concept and do as much of it as you can and then you demo it to everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's like super right. high pressure. But uh, but some really cool stuff comes out of it. Uh, so they did that. And my son made this world. He called it Luciano's Playground. And it was one of one of the friends he had made at this program up in Pittsburgh. And it, his name was Luciano. And he, they were just teasing each other. Luciano, coincidentally, his world was called like Dr- Dallin's Adventure or something <laughs> like that. And it was my son was the protagonist. And at the end of it, he fell down because my son falls down a lot. So like, yeah, like literally the, the, in the presentation, they, they did a zoom of the presentations. And so I was able to watch them and the, the professor who was leading it was like, okay, Dallin, be careful coming down the stairs. Oh no. You know, (laughs) I was like, yep, that's my kid. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. So anyway, um, but yeah, and like Luciano's playground that my son made, it was, you just walked around and like, smacked these 3d renderings of his friend luciano and and they kind of fell over like uh you know like those big punching bag things they kind of fell over like that it was silly but it was it was cool and impressive and and i was i was just really excited that he actually got to work in this same lab that was founded by this guy who you know made this series of videos that I found really cool and inspirational. So I looked and turns out he had turned it before he died. He turned it into a book. Ah. So this week's book is the last lecture um, by Randy Pausch. So now you can play the clip. All right. Here's your clip. Provide an abstract. There's a formality in academia that can't be ignored. Even if a man is busy with other things like trying not to die. By mid August, I was told that a poster for the lecture had to be printed. So I'd have to decide on a topic. That very week, however, I got the news. My most recent treatment hadn't worked. I had just months to live. I knew I could cancel the lecture. Everyone would understand. Suddenly, there were so many other things to be done. I had to deal with my own grief and the sadness of those who loved me. I had to throw myself into getting my family's affairs in order. And yet, despite everything, I couldn't shake the idea of giving the talk. I was energized by the idea of delivering a last lecture that really was a last lecture. What could I say? How would it be received? Could I even get through it? Wow. Wow, that's yeah. heavy stuff. Jeez. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it, it is, but he also, his attitude about his situation was surprisingly upbeat um you know especially if you go and you you can go google the last lecture and i'm sure it's still out there and you can watch it um you know he he doesn't he doesn't have any real like oh please feel sorry for me Mm, about it um in Mm -hmm. fact quite the opposite he he kind of he has a, a few kind of old man you know we get off my lawn kind of opinions about this about things (laughs) um but you know but not in a bitter way he's just like oh kids today are too coddled you know that Mm -hmm. kind of thing um Mm -hmm. but uh but yeah like you know he just kind of accepted 
okay, well, this is how it is. So what am I going to do with the time I have left? Yeah. Uh, and he talks a lot about how time is the only thing you have. All right. And he, he, mm-hmm. he, tell, he tells this one little anecdote about going to a store and, you know, the, the receipt didn't print or something. And then all of a sudden two receipts printed. So he realized he got charged twice for the same thing. Mm. And it was like $16. And in that moment, you know, his brain did all these little calculations. He said, okay, I could possibly stand here for 10 minutes and get my $16 back. Or I could just leave. You just get out of and here. Yeah. Because my, frankly, right now, my time, that it's 10 minutes more. is yeah. worth more than 16 bucks to me. And I don't sure. really care, you know, and I, I have, I, I always enjoy that. I'm like, right. Like I can always make more money. I can't make time. Uh, mm-hmm. t- you know, time is a finite resource. Right. And so uh, that's a lot of the, the message that's there is, is that. And the, the title of his actual lecture was called, uh, making your childhood dreams come true or something like that it was something about, you know, achieving your childhood dreams. And, and it's a lot about like, okay, here's how you deal with obstacles. You know, obstacles are not there to stop you. They're there to show you how much you really want the thing. Hmm. You know, and sometimes you don't actually want it that much. And you're like, mm, nah, not worth it. And then, so then you're like, okay, cool. I can, I can, uh, I can happily give up on that dream knowing that, yeah, it wasn't worth it. Hmm. Um, was so, he, was he able to record the audiobook before he passed or is that somebody looks like that is somebody else's? No. It? Yeah. That's, there's a narrator who's doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he does have, um, he does have a couple of oh, things that he did. From the- he did record. Yep, yeah. that's him. That there he is. Yeah, um, I put him up on screen here. This is the actual lecture. So if you're if you're out there wondering cool. if you should check out the book, I would actually I think probably watch this and then follow it with the yeah. book. Wouldn't you say it's like kind of a yes, yeah, yes. I would I would definitely agree with that because you know if if you've only got an hour or so, just check out the because that's how long the 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 video is. Just check out the video. Um, and it and it's really good. If if you want a little bit more in depth uh, into kind of his story and he tells some more, he tells some of the same stories that he tells in the lecture, but also he goes a little bit more in depth and he, he tells other ones and uh, you know, he, he goes more into how he and his wife kind of dealt with the diagnosis at first and um, that kind of thing. But it's, it mostly is, what he wanted to leave as his legacy because he, I mean, he was, you saw, you can see in the video, he's very young. He was in his forties. Yeah, And, um, so yeah, it was not, it was a very unexpected diagnosis. He had pancreatic cancer and they gave him, you know, something like three to six months and it was out of nowhere. And he had three small children. Mm. So all of a sudden it was not only is it the grief of all this, but you know, he's a, he's a computer science guy. And so he was like, okay, how do I solve this problem? I need to make sure my family is settled and taken care of. And, you know, after I'm gone kind of thing. So they had to deal with all the, all the logistics and, and all of that on top of all of that grief. And, um, yeah. So, but it was, it's, it's weirdly uplifting, (laughs) 
Um, you know, because it is it is heavy. It's like, oh, wow, I can't imagine going through that. But it is also, you know, hey, you uh, life is going to give you a thing. You know, life is going to throw curveballs at you. All you can do is respond to it. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, the only thing you have control over is how you respond to it. And um, so, yeah, I was just honestly, I was inspired to use this book this week because, like I said, my kid just came back from the program that's that he founded up at Carnegie Mellon. And um, so, that's yeah, so cool. I was just like, have a proud mama moment. And I was like, oh, cool. This is the book I'm going to pick this week. Ah, that's a good one. <laughs> I'm, I've never I've never seen the lecture. I've heard of this before through a few other people, but I've never read it. Uh, or seen this. Yeah. So I think I'm going to watch this. Uh, later yeah, today. I definitely would say watch, watch the lecture. Cause it's, it's really good. And it's, it, you know, it's funny in parts and, and it's, it kind of, honestly, it reminds me of the song that came out, like the, the sunscreen song. Do you guys remember that? No. Like, oh yeah. That was the, uh, Baz Luhrmann, right? Was yes. The, yes. Yeah. Oh. Where it was like, um, the, the, you know, the, the was, big uh, advice was always wear sunscreen, but then it was right. all this life advice that he gave to graduates. Huh. Um, yeah, it was like a, uh, graduation, um, commencement the commencement speech is that what those are called like yeah. basically where you know they invite a celebrity or somebody to speak to the graduating class and inspire them and that sort of thing and then they set it to music <laughs> it was great yes, wow. exactly That's exactly cool. um but yeah i mean it's it's kind of like that it was a legacy that he wanted to leave behind because like i said he had small children and so he was like okay I'm not going to be here to say all these things to my kids when they're old enough to hear it. Mm, so yeah. I need to leave it behind in a way that yeah. will outlive me. Yeah. That's you pretty know? cool. If you're trying to find this on YouTube, really easy. Just type last lecture in the search and you'll get it. It's the first thing that comes up. Yep. Yep. It's got like 20 million, 800,000 views or something. It's pretty. Oh yeah. It went cool. super viral even when it came out and it's been, I mean, at least 15 years. I mean, you know, so yeah. It looks like it was, uh, what year did he pass? Oh, died in 08, and the lecture was in 07, um, just prior to that. Let's see, before that July. So, the yeah, the fall before that July where he passed. So, yeah, it's been a bit. It's been yeah. some time. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway, we'll check it out. Uh, it sounds heavy, but it's uh, it sounds like it's important stuff. So, uh, check out the, both the lecture and the book. Again, the last lecture. Uh, and you say his last name, Pouch? Pouch? Pouch. P-A-U-S-C-H. Randy Pouch. Okay, very cool. Pouch. And you'll find links on uh, quicktms.li. Very, yeah. very nice. Uh, well, thank you, Amy. That was awesome. And uh, we'll be looking forward to doing this again next week. Also, you're, um, uh, so next, not not today, but the next time we all meet with Wendy here on the show, she'll be here today, but... The next time she's on, I'm not sure it's next week or not because I think she might be gone. But whenever it is, um, we're going to do a follow-up on that whole test thing. And I forwarded your results to her as well. So Ooh. you're going to be involved. You're oh, going to be somehow involved right. in all that uh, when we get back around to talking about that again. So Yeah, that'll be fun. Good. I've got another week to take the test because I was in Vegas and I completely forgot yeah. <laughs> we were going to do that. I didn't remember either. It was too crazy of a week and I completely spaced Which it one, until today. Did, are we doing the uh, the the... 
uh, the cost, the one that you just pay like what, twenty bucks for, so twenty yeah, bucks, $20 yeah. yeah. The, cool. the Clifton Clifton Strengths yep. is what, what it was, it was. called. Okay. That's yeah. the one. So uh, yeah, that'll be soon. And uh, Amy's data is in there. We don't know what that means until we find out. I guess when we get there. So Amy, have a fantastic cool. week. Thank you. Oh, real, real quick. Yeah. Um, I want to I want to plug the Southeast Tadpole Gathering. Oh yeah, do it's that. September 9th. Oh, yeah. and um, it's like. Uh, we 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 got this huge house and so there's plenty of room still and we've had a couple people drop out it's like 160 bucks for whole weekend to come hang out with us so yeah go go oh, and go and sign yeah. up for that 160 is nothing you guys it's nothing oh, i wish i was so wish that i wasn't doing d23 that i mean i'm glad i'm doing d23 that weekend but still i wish it was a different weekend because i would totally go that seems awesome it seems next like you guys year, are gonna have a great time. Yeah. Next yeah. year, if we, you know, we're we're gonna. This is like the pilot, right? Like we're yeah, gonna test go. drive exactly. this, and we'll 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 iron out the kinks. But good, I'll yeah, go. I'll go when come. it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go when. Yeah, they, I think go when they figure the crap out. Come. We're trying to get Dan, the tabletop man. It's it, he's having a little possible scheduling thing, like where work possibly his work or maybe his wife's work i'm not sure but you know we're, he's like yeah, i'm trying to get up there if i can you know so yeah, yeah uh so yeah but i will definitely be there september will be there and uh we're gonna I have am, we're gonna have a good time yeah i'm sending september a big box of uh swag to take there though some cover oh. and soundography and a whole bunch awesome. of stuff so yes nice nice, yes. nice. and Scott, if you've got some swag that you can sell me or whatever. Oh, I definitely do. And I don't need to. I'll just send you stuff. I got things. Don't you worry. Oh, thank you. Yeah, don't you worry. Cool. I got ideas. Uh, also, right. that's cool that you'll have done away there because he never goes to anything. This is fantastic. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm a definitely like he's asked for details uh, a couple times. And so we're, I, I think he's definitely excited about coming. So that's I'm, good. I'm stoked about that. That makes me happy. All right. Uh, I will. Uh, we'll look forward to that more. Talk about it more as time goes on. Until then. Amy, have a great week. We'll see you later. You too. Burp. <laughs> burp. Burp. All right. Off she goes into the land of the living. Hey, Brian, it's time. Yes. For this. I don't watch the news. We're going to do a little bit of news that's brought to you by. Brought to you by Coverville today, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville. Uh, we're going to be celebrating what would have been Jerry Garcia's 80th birthday with a bunch of covers of Grateful Dead songs that won't make you uh, want to, to lick acid and uh, put forks in your ears. Because they, uh, uh, you know, some of those songs, listen, uh, I like some of the Grateful Dead, but man, I could not go to one of those concerts. I just no. couldn't do it. I even have a hard time with live versions that take longer than seven minutes to play trucking, for mm. Pete's sake. Mm. So... Today on the show, you're going to cover, there's some punk rock covers of the Grateful Dead. There's some heavy metal covers, electronic uh, uh, versions of the Grateful Dead, all that stuff today. 1 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville. Sounds great. Yeah. A naked, armed 46-year-old man. Oh, is that me? Oh, no, I'm older than that. You're older okay. than that now. Yeah, right. sadly, naked arm. Right. His arms are naked. So his arm, what? I his mean, arms, you know, his legs. Sometimes we don't wear sleeves. It's you know his torso, whatever. his groin. Oh, area. he's naked, comma armed. Uh, oh, see, not naked armed. Yeah, uh, he was dancing, doing push-ups, all this stuff in the middle of the mich- of a Michigan highway. Hey, Billy Crystal, can you do this? <laughs> uh, Jeffrey from the Tadpool listening audience sent this in. Thank you, Jeffrey, for the story. 
46-year-old man was taken into custody after getting naked, dancing, and doing push-ups while holding a gun in the middle of the Michigan highway, according to police. Officials in Wexford County said they received multiple calls on July 19th about a naked man dancing with a handgun on southbound US-131 near mile marker 187. It's very specific. (laughs) Very specific, yes. So you can go and and, uh, check out that little stretch of highway if you'd like to for yourself. Yep. Uh, let's see. Witness told police the man was dancing and doing push-ups. He was in possession of a nine-millimeter handgun, according to the authorities. Forty-six holstering it. <laughs> good, good question. <laughs> Nature's pocket. That's where that goes. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, let's see. He's from Rapid City. This guy eventually uh, manually emptied the ammunition from the handgun while witnesses were on the phone with police, so he didn't fire at anyone. Uh, Michigan State Police Sergeant and Wexford County Deputy took the man into protective custody and said he was taken to a, a Munson Hospital uh, Cadillac. I guess it's a Munson Hospital Munson Cadillac. Hospital Cadillac. I mean, there's Cadillac, Michigan. Oh, oh, Munson, oh, that's why. Yeah, so okay. Munson must be like the, um, not the brand, but like kind of the name of the hospital Cadillac is its location. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, for evaluation. Uh, they said they determined the man possessed a valid Michigan CPL certified p- public, public license. Uh, yeah, <laughs> personal lip shits. I have no idea. A what carry is. possession license or oh, uh, concealed conceal, p- concealed possession license. Cons- Again, don't know where he was going to conceal it, but uh, <laughs> why you keep it in your cornhole there, Brian? Oh, That's what you do. Pis- uh, concealed pistol license. Okay, oh, is still- that what the CPL is? Okay. Yeah, still don't know where he's going to conceal it. <laughs> Maybe he's really hairy, you know? Right, he's really heavy, and he can just kind of lift up his belly and, and put the gun under the belly yeah. and then lower the belly. Like that the Futurama where every time you moved, a uh, human version of, of Bender went, Woo! <laughs> I love that one so much. Uh, um, here's a story in Alabama. Okay. Uh, an Alabama official told a reporter her skirt was too short to witness an execution. Oh, geez. Look at me. Oh, geez. Give the, give the executed a, one last look at somebody's leg. <laughs> you know? What's the problem? Right. Um, could, could she be in the front row, please? Hello? Hello? <laughs> tap, 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 tap. Could she be in the front row, please? Thanks. Yeah. My, well, my last wish, that she'll be in the front row. Thank you. <laughs> Have your own little uh, uh, Sharon Stone moment your up own, there. Exactly right. Your own, uh, yeah. Uh, as Alabama Department of Corrections prepared to execute Joe Nathan James Jr. Joe Nathan James Jr. <laughs> on uh, Thursday night. Chance, did he? <laughs> yeah, no. He was born to be here. Uh, against the best wishes of his family and family members, an agency told uh, a journalist that she would not be allowed to witness the killing because her skirt was too short. The journalist uh, AL.com's Ivana Harinkyu, some Russian-looking okay. name, uh, had worn the skirt to previous executions without incident, she wrote in a statement, even after pulling the skirt down to her hips. Wait. Pulled the skirt down. Yeah, so she lowered, hips. she pulled down the skirt so it wasn't hiked up quite as high oh. to see if she could get the hemline down a little bit lower. Got it. That makes sense. Uh, she was still yeah. told not appropriate. Uh, determined to do her job, she borrowed waterproof <laughs> waterproof fisherman's waiter pants from a photographer she'd never met. <laughs> Why did he have those there? What is that about? That's weird. Yeah, right. Yeah, that is weird. I guess it just comes in handy. I don't know. That's really weird. She stuffed the suspenders under her skirt to keep the pants from falling down. The Department of Corrections spokeswoman determined this was more this was more of a professional outfit, but proceeded to take issue with her open toed high heel shoes at that point, claiming they were too revealing. What? Who, who is this guy? And also check his I can internet see history. Toes. 
Check his internet history. People that do this, always yeah, something going right, on, man. they're covering something else. Something's yeah, weird. Sure. After yeah. changing into tennis shoes she had in the car, she was finally permitted to cover the execution after all that. <laughs> so she had to wear fishermen's big old waterproof fisherman waders and a pair of sneakers in the car. Just oh. because you got to... What is up? That is weird to me. That is weird. You know? <laughs> I had to look up to see if they had photos of like how short the skirt was. Because, you know, for science. But I landed on her Twitter page where her bio is... Um, let's see here. Uh, or not bio. Her first... Her pinned tweet. To all my new followers, welcome. Here we talk about current Alabama court cases, dogs, and reality TV. Great. There you go. <laughs> At least she doesn't say, hey, I got the shortest skirt in Alabama. Come see me That's this right, next exactly, week or whatever. Yes. I mean, look, uh, it uh, the irony is not lost on me that you're you're witnessing a public execution of a human being, and yeah. I'm and I'm not even making a statement here, pro or anti capital punishment. I'm just saying the situation is we're killing a guy, deserved or not, we're killing a guy, yeah. and your yeah. problem are her open toed shoes. That's the problem. That's that's the big deal this today oh, at God. the execution Jeez. of a person. It just seems so weird to me. That is really. That's like burning a witch up. at the stake and then saying, "I'm sorry, you can't come in here. You, uh, you know, your, you have, your sideburns aren't uh, <laughs> too unkempt. Yeah, your unkempt sideburns are going. I'm sorry, it's just against the rules. What? <laughs> really? Weird. Oh my gosh, she's got an adorable basset hound. Holy cow! What a cutie! Oh, well, everyone loves a good basset hound. I love a good basset hound. Yeah, big. Big droopy basset hound here. I'll I'll give you a picture. Oh, well, let's have a look here. Yeah, like have a look it. at this adorable big basset hound. It's oh, huge too. look at that dog. Yeah, you know what? I don't care how inappropriate her skirt is. Her dog is awesome. Look at this dog. Yeah, her dog is appropriate. Yeah, this awesome <laughs> dog. You know that thing just goes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I love those those things. Big lovable things. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh. That's going to do it for the news. We'll be back after this break with my sister, Wendy. Uh, mm-hmm. We got an email we're going to tackle, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about what our plans are for that test moving forward. Anyway, all that coming up in a second after this song that Brian brought. Yeah. Well, uh, Tito Bells wrote, uh, wrote in for this one. Uh, big thanks to Clarion Call Media for uh, sending this over. This is an alternative artist named Octavio, uh, I'm sorry, Octavio the Dweeb. He's actually the guest artist. He's, uh, um, the band is called Blame My Youth, but uh, Octavio... Octavio, Octavio, the dweeb is guest vocalist on this thing. <laughs> this thing is so cool. I'm just going to say, this is great. Go check it out. LA band, uh, rock quartet. Uh, again, the band is called blame my youth. This is their brand new song called SOS. Here we go. Enjoy the, I love his name. The dweeb. Is it a rank? Like what is, yeah. Is uh, the dweeb that name or, uh, yeah. Or was that given to him? Are you from a group of dweebs or the dweeb? <laughs> I have questions. Anyway, here it is. Enjoy. We'll be back in a second.
Stream is part of a nutritious breakfast kids have grown to love. They're pretty good, I guess. Yeah, they're okay. And we're back. Tell me who that was one more time. Yeah, that's the band uh, Blame My Youth featuring Octavio the Dweeb, and the uh, the single is called SOS. Go watch them in L.A. Watch them destroy that mattress. Yeah, destroy that mattress. Destroy that mattress. For those wondering where that came from, that was the epic 80s uh, original film uh, Hellraiser. Hellraiser, yeah. Yeah, they were worried about that mattress. That's where all the demons came out of. It's got a whole bunch of pins in it. Yeah. (laughs) And springs and things. Get out. Springs and pins. They're doing a new, uh, they're doing a whole series, like a reboot series TV thing. Mm. Um, Hard R, blood soaked thing for Hellraiser. And I'm actually pretty excited i am too yeah i like hellraiser is it gonna be on shutter because that's the one that's the one service i'm currently not uh, subscribing to um i just sub to them for a that weird mad god movie but i let it lapse because i there's not much else i cared to see but um i would probably resub for that it was only five bucks or something um Mm -hmm. but let's see real quick hellraiser hellraiser star chaser Oh, here it is. Um, Okay, we got it. uh, uh, Pre-production. Nope, currently filming. I can't find shit. Well, that was great. Anyway, that's coming. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yep, it's on its way. We don't know much about it. Don't know who Pinhead is. Sounds good. We'll watch it when it's here. That's the deal. Deal with it then. All right, let's get Wendy all up in it. She's, uh, oops, looks like she's online, probably waiting by the phone patiently. And uh, we're going to bring her in right after this. Everyone knows it's Wendy. My sister, Wendy Dunford, is on the show, and she's here every Thursday to answer your questions in the psychology realm because she's a real therapist. She does this stuff for a living, but she also slums it here and helps you with your questions. Wendy, welcome back to the program. Hi. Hi. Welcome to me and you. Welcome to you. you. Welcome to you. Uh, it's good to have you back. I know. Um, see, uh, just for quick uh, housekeeping here, you're not here next no. week, right? You got a thing. No. Okay. Got a thing. So what we're gonna do for our tests, Brian and I are gonna make sure we have ours done, mm-hmm. and we I forwarded you Amy's. We may get a couple other people who are willing to send us their results, and we're all gonna have that done by the very next Thursday when you're back. Yeah. And we will then convene and see what all that meant. Okay. Yes, then we'll have everyone. Pull yep. up their data, and we'll work together collectively yep. on our yep. strengths. And then data. we'll find yeah. out that Wendy yeah. got five bucks for every every one that they did. Just a scheme, just a pyramid scam is what it is. Well, we're both from Utah, the land of pyramid schemes. So, <laughs> listen, I don't ever think that way, but you're that would have been smart. Dang it, that's but true. What are they going to say? They're like. Uh, you know, 10 people bought it in your name. Good job. Yeah, good job. <laughs> yeah. Scott, correction, I think Egypt is the land of pyramid schemes. Oh, good point. Yeah, they're successfully, anyway. They, they made them. Yeah. They got them. They're still there. Been Are there you both dads today? What's happening? Yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you should see videos. We look like uh, grandpas. Oh, my gosh. We look like a yeah. couple of grandpas in Florida. I'm serious. 
We're wearing the <laughs> stupidest clothes. Anyway, whatever. Uh, embrace it, I got say. called out on a dad joke from Wendy. I, I know. Can you believe that? that? Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Well, here, that's all right. What we're going to do today, we'll clear that all out of your head. Uh, we have an email from a listener, and uh, someone at home is going to go, oh, of course this is an email you guys would read. But I promise you, it wasn't. This is like a real issue. This is a real no, issue for somebody. We're talking about this because I I could contribute. Yeah, you might you might actually have a little something to say here. I, I remembered yeah. uh, a conversation about this. So anyway, uh, I'll go ahead and read it, and then uh, we'll see what we can do with it. Dear Wendy Scott and Brian, thought I'd hit you guys up on a more lighthearted but still troubling issue. I'm hoping Wendy will be able to shed some light on. I have a shy bladder. All right. Doesn't want to date, okay. that sort uh-huh. of stuff. Yeah. Just introverted bladder. Introverted bladder. <laughs> I think that sounds worse <laughs> than it is. Anyway, <laughs> I have an extremely difficult time to trying to urinate in public restrooms when there are other people around. I know that the issue is all in my head and that no one is actually listening or paying attention to me, peeing or not peeing. Uh it's also a bit of an issue at home. When my ex-wife would be in the bathroom uh with me, I would take me a second to get things going or flowing, he says. Uh, it's also a current issue for me when my girlfriend is in bed and I'm in the bathroom right next door. If there is dead silence, I feel so embarrassed. The anxiety builds and I fear she is wondering why I can't or why she can't hear me pee, hear, hear any pee hitting the toilet bowl, which leads me uh, to even more anxiety and even longer time before I start peeing. It's a vicious cycle, he says. Um, I don't know where this embarrassment comes from. I know that no one cares. I know we all pee. I know that I, d- I don't think about or listen to other people peeing, and yet I still can't shake the anxiety. Wendy, could you please help exl- explain this psychology behind this? I'd love to hear your input. Thanks. Waiting to whiz is how he signed it. Um, his, uh, he has some additional details here in the PS. He says, uh, I am a 35-year-old man, class myself, classify myself as an introvert, and I have a healthy social life or but I have a healthy social life. I uh, have a loving girlfriend and a great sex life. Yeah, all right, buddy. I stay physically fit. I loathe public speaking. Bedwetting was never an issue for me growing up. No idea why, uh, or sorry, no idea if any of this is is or isn't relative. uh, Relevant. Relevant. He put relative, but I think he meant relevant. But thought I would throw it in there uh, anyway. So there you go. Wendy? I don't know where to yeah. start with this because this is not a thing I, I I can't relate to this. I can pee any time. I can pee now. I can pee right now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Where's a cup? I'm doing it. Don't. Go ahead. Keep going while I pee. That's so gross. Hey, listen, everyone. This is what it's like to have a brother, in case you're wondering. Um, <laughs> is this really what it's like to have Scott as your brother? Let's yeah. let's, let's narrow this down a little bit. Yeah, fair enough. All, all brothers should not be. Put in this category. Okay, so first of all, I love that he gave so many details, and he was reading my mind about a couple things. And I don't know if, if he's ever uh, spent any time talking to a doctor about any of these, but those would be questions you would ask, like, you know, how is your, how is sex, your sex life? life? Yeah, yeah, basically really? just functionality, right? Okay. Like, oh, okay, like, gotcha. Right. Is there any? Is there any? So, so functionality for two reasons: one being just is there some any biological things happening, um, sort of structural problems or also like you know performance anxiety can be uh, another form of anxiety and so that's a great question to answer um not wetting the bed not having a problem previously all those are good things to rule out great so we've narrowed down so here is your over the over the internet diagnosis (laughs) um is a a classic case of peru i can't say it right peruresis 
Peruresis. P-A-R-U-R-E-S-I-S. Yeah. Okay. So basically it's closely associated to social anxiety disorder and it's just a, a type of performance phobia. And it's very specific to public restrooms or where someone is going to hear you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so if, you, if you're all just, alone, this isn't an issue, right? You're just all, you're, you're yeah. by yourself. Okay. Right. right. I assume, or he'd be dead. Well, that's a good point. He'd be so full of pee, he'd be more pee than man. Yeah, I guess. Well, it yeah. doesn't say that he he can. It just takes him a little bit longer to do it, right? Or, that's true. Or, you know. yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm just I'm gonna just throw out here's some signs that include stuff he talked about. But for those at home going, oh, I'm finally I'm finally being heard. You know, this is my life. It's you need complete privacy when using restroom. You fear that other people will hear you. There's a complete inability to use toilets other than at home. You feel anxious about needing to use a toilet. You don't drink enough water, so you won't ever have to use the mm-hmm. restroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you avoid events because you might have to use the public bath, uh, restroom. Yeah. And then negative thoughts about yourself when you're using the restroom. Okay. So Scott does not have any problem with negative thoughts about himself well, I will say this. Let me let me clarify. If I'm in a bathroom and it's uh, uh, we're 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 doing the other number, you know, I got the the sure. old sit down business pooping. going on. The two. Um, yeah. I may be if there's a bunch of people in there, I'll be like, all right, this is going to be this might be loud. And I had a friend who taught me. He says, here's what you do. Here's how you break the ice. You sit in there, and when there's a bunch of people out there, say, excuse me, I'm just letting y'all know I'm about to bear down. Is what he said. <laughs> Now I've never had to do it, but he always something about that advice always was comforting because it was like if you know that you know four days of chili is about to make its appearance here, you can warn people in a way that's like self disarming, kind of whatever, sure, like self deprecating, <laughs> yeah. like all right, everybody yeah. get ready. And I've never Bones had to about do it. To drop. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna bear down, and I and I remember thinking, well, I hope I never have to say that, but I feel like I could. So. <laughs> Something about that was comforting. But other than that, yeah, it's just whatever. It's not a problem for me. I could pee. Okay. All right. So so let's talk about, I mean, he didn't say necessarily how long he's been struggling with this, but sort of a couple of surveys and research done with this is people tend to struggle with this for decades. Like, yeah, because it doesn't, you just have to keep going to the bathroom every day, right? Like there's plenty of chances for you to avoid. And we've talked enough about anxiety on the show. Maybe I'll just give a little primer to phobias and any type of anxiety increases um, when you avoid the thing you're afraid of, right? So you can build and build and build anxiety by just never doing the thing that that you're frightened of. Um, and so, for example, like you're afraid of spiders, you can avoid them most of the time, if it, depending on where you live. Um, and you're going to make it worse the more you run from them, you know, et cetera. And then most of that is not going to disrupt your life. However, the way to not be afraid of spiders is actually to expose yourself to them more, approach them more. So we'll talk about the treatment for this, but the, the, you can imagine yeah. using the toilet many times a day. And especially if you've worked in an office or you're traveling or something like you're, you're exposed to the, the fear many times throughout the day. So you, if you're avoiding at all times, um, from going in public, then you have a lot of times you could be, maybe be practicing um, not having this. So sure. maybe like the pandemic and lockdown, he was like, sweet, it's just my bathroom. However, it's even his girlfriend in the next room. So yeah, it's yeah. not like he's, it's just anytime there's a witness. Or, or his ex-wife in the room, in the bathroom with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is a little 
weird. Not not weird. Yeah. I guess. No, I, I know there's some people who do that who don't have a problem peeing or you know being uh, doing those things in front of each other. I've never been a big fan of that. Like I've uh, never said, "Hey, I'm, I'm peeing," but you can come in and brush your teeth. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not into that either. It doesn't splash anywhere. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway, so the idea is that, you know, this this really does, can affect someone's choices. Think about jobs you would choose or traveling or not or dating, you know, and and about a third of the people um, surveyed said they just absolutely avoid parties, sporting events, dating. They just. Mm, Wow. Yeah. And about half limited the choice of the jobs that they would ultimately take. Yeah. Okay. So we've got this sort of anxiety element to it. It's a, a social anxiety kind of thing. Maybe you're not afraid to talk to somebody at a party or it's not like those types of social interactions. So it's it's not combined with that necessarily. You could have both if, if you're lucky. Um, but this is really kind of this separate uh, thing. Okay. So maybe, so, can I quickly inject something? It just occurred to me. I think I have... I think I can relate to this a little more than I thought because there is this there is this um, break in my head about if I'm in a room. Okay, we're in a social situation. You're in a room. Everyone's talking and sharing stories and being very intelligent and communicate communicative and all this stuff. Right? Everyone's having a great time. Yeah. And then you're like, "Hang on a sec. I need to you know I need to use the boys' room or whatever." And so you go in there, and one of the people that was in the same group goes in there. Mm-hmm. And now the person you were just having a very intelligent, <laughs> thoughtful yeah. conversation with is holding his ween ween and letting water come out of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, I realize the way I'm saying it is weird, but that's my point. It, it's kind of it yeah. is a little weird. It's like this base human need mm-hmm. matched with these what we see as high minded other parts of our personalities. And they and sure. that's a weird conflict. It's a weird like it is. Uh, thing yeah. so anyway that, that's well, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a part that we don't ever like want to think about one another or yeah it's just it's it's like not happening and then it's suddenly happening yeah <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's why uh you know at tms vegas or back at nerdtaculars i was glad that there were like i could be aware of other bathrooms and wherever we were hanging out because it would be really weird to like be sitting there oh hey bubby frankenberg yeah talking about science or talking about whatever uh by the way i gotta go pee oh i'll go with you yeah. uh, no, sorry. <laughs> you go on ahead <laughs> I'll wait till you're done. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. And here's a little secret about middle school girls. I don't know if you guys know this, and you shouldn't because you're we, we, yeah, I'm sure we don't. And I hope you don't. And that my is, lawyer we like, will speak to that. Uh... <laughs> we like as us, as if I'm still one. I still want. I still do this though. Uh, we you would only go to the bathroom with in a group. Yeah, like you would right. always go together, and because you're chatting and you're talking. So there is a whole lot of exposure in groups maybe for for girls in the sense of being in the bathroom putting on makeup or something while somebody is peeing so maybe there's a little more exposure there i for is for it, you is that, don't you pee in a trough together i mean i feel like there's a plenty of exposure that way no, there wasn't high Not school too often yeah. yeah let me let me speak first to the uh the going in a group you know, the women going in a group yes. thing is that so that if one of them uh is particularly noisy it's like safety and numbers. You don't know if that was Melissa or Janet or Janelle yeah, no, or whoever. It's right? not that. I don't think that it's the noise of that. I think it's more the collective safety okay. And, okay. and not even consciously safety, but I think it's more about 
the social piece of like, okay, sure. we can talk about what's happening out there in yeah. the bathroom. Oh my God. Cause we, the men don't, that is like, nope. once it is like cone of silence. Even if like, you know, like Scott says, you're just having this great conversation with somebody in the living room. You guys both feel, I guess people usually don't have two urinals next to each other in their house, but uh, in the restaurant, you're, you're having this chat about something. Then you both like, go to the bathroom. It is like, you have never met that person before. As soon as you cross. That yeah. Door. Even, you could be the best of freaking friends and it would yeah. still get yeah. weird and quiet in there. So yeah. yeah. I don't think Scott and I have ever peed in the same bathroom at the same time. And I don't think we could. I don't think we could. No. You haven't lived. Okay. Well, I'm sorry you missed out on that ritual of (laughs) young girls because it's very fun. I still do it. Pooping two stalls next to each other. I I don't think it's ever a pooping behavior. It's usually just peeing. So it's like, even today, I'll be with couples at dinner i'm like all right ladies who's coming to the bathroom with me (laughs) because you can talk about your stupid date you know or whatever okay so that was a secret to the inner life of women uh historically anyway okay so here's the thing about how to what to do for this because there is treatment and he does not have to go to a therapist for this unless he wants to are you guys ready to do your at home this is a deal Surely there's a book you can link us to on Amazon. (laughs) Definitely not. For a mere $20, take this pee test. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) My gosh. (laughs) Go ahead. I'm just teasing. That would be... No. Okay, so first of all, number one, as usual, you always have to say this with everything, you want to have a chat with your doctor to rule out any medical causes. Right. Okay. So that's just a basic... Did you say um, that was number one? Did I hear that right? Number, okay. Number one. Yeah, number okay, one. So then, see, a, see your physician. Yeah, number okay. one. I get it. Do you and get the joke? Here number we're going to go how how you can treat this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah, the number okay. one part was the P part. Yeah, yeah, I know. Number You're one. freaking dads number today. One. Stop it. Okay. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, for example, if you have a lot of other social fears happening, um, then this is not going to help you. Okay. Yeah. So that's the other caveat. So sure. first of all, no medical underlying medical conditions. And number two, if this is your only deal, great, this will work. If you have lots of other social anxieties going on, it is a, it's part of a bigger system of things. And so don't do this on your own. Okay. okay. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Caveats out. Here we go. And also there are people who will can, or behavioral therapists that can do specifically this type of work with you. But here's what you need. Okay. You need four things. Ready? A trusted friend or relative. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least one hour, twice per week to practice. Okay. Jeez. Paper and pen. Yeah. And access to locations where you can practice where you public can, Where you can practice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. okay. Sure. So remember the spider thing? It's, it's what, okay. Let's just take the spider, for example. If I can put a spider in a cage and you can walk closer to it and relax and see that you're safe and be closer and closer to the spider, eventually maybe touch the spider. Yeah. And your nervous system is just learning that it's not going to kill you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but every time you run, I mean, Scott, we grew up with a, an innate fear of bees at our house. Oh, yeah. Still have them. Yeah. Yeah, no and I've got kids that I swear to you, I have behaved very calmly around bees their whole lives, and they it's like genetic, I swear to you, they lose their minds when they see bees. Yeah, And and I blame mom who got attacked by a swarm of bees with her beehive hairdo in the 60s that yeah. was full of 
Yeah. Yeah. Stuck, like yeah. stuck, ar- okay. stuck around became almost genetic since then. It is. It's yeah. our family trauma. Yeah. <laughs> it's our generational trauma. Yeah. Anyway, so that B thing is it's exposing yourself, knowing you're safe, et cetera, right? Yeah. That is ex- the whole thing we're doing here. We're just going to expose the peeing in public and, tr- and teaching your system that you are safe to do so. Okay. Because you might think, well, I don't feel unsafe. Not like if a bee's coming mm-hmm. at me. Right. But right. But you do like there's some core something underneath here that is like, this is not what we do. I can't do this, you know. And so even with someone like your girlfriend in the next room, you're having this. Okay, so it's not that you're feeling like, oh, I'm going to be attacked if I pee. Um, Now, obviously, if he was ever attacked (laughs) while peeing, this would make a lot of sense. But most people don't have like very obvious specific traumas that, that develop this. It's typically they just start, you know, maybe they are in a, in a location. Actually, I was thinking about this. If you've been anywhere and you've heard someone bearing down, as you guys put it, mm-hmm. and you're, <laughs> well, and there's no music and you're in America, which has the grossest bathrooms in the world yeah. Yeah. with four inch gaps around every crack in a door. Like uh, what is wrong with us? I think parts it's of so India gross. would have an argument, but yes, yeah. sure. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I saw so some stuff in Hong Kong. Bathrooms. Anyway. Second what? grossest bathrooms. Yeah. There we go. Second grossest bathrooms. Anyway, the point is you've experienced maybe some trauma in some bathrooms. I'm just saying yeah. where noise and other people and just like you have been in a position of being grossed out by someone else. Like, so there's maybe some stuff there. Okay. So gotcha. All right. Now let's, let's start with what you're going to do. Step one, you need this friend who's going to help. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's person, maybe girlfriend in this story will be present during early exposures to mimic the situations you would experience in public. So if you're unable to find a partner, you know, just go to public places to do this, but it would be nice if, you know, to start at home. So step one would be him at home, her in the other room, or even in the same room or the door open, just so he is fully aware that she's listening. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and she knows this is happening, by the way. Tell her. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, she needs that. to be involved. Hey, yeah. Hey, hey, stand right here. All right. <laughs> so it's, it's exposure therapy. She needs to know she's part of this. Sure, okay. Yes. Uh, and now number two, learn whether the urgency to urinate makes it more or less difficult for him to perform. So mm-hmm. if he has to go really badly, see what happens. Um, okay. And so, so meaning like take a drink a lot so that prior to your exposure se- session, cause that's going to be helpful to you. And some people, if they have to go really badly, it, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's really when you want to make sure you talk to a doctor. Yeah. Okay. So. Drink a lot, so you really have to go before your first exposure session. You've got your girlfriend. You just drink a ton. It's time to go, right? And then you're going to make a list. This is what your paper and pen are for, okay? You're going to make a list of um, all the places that you find it difficult to use the restroom, all the locations or situations. Um, So him going to the bathroom with a bunch of, you know, teenage girls, probably going to be one of those situations. Or him... Being at a baseball game or like where have these places been that are particularly difficult Um, all the way down to, you know, obviously even at home could be tricky as long as the person's there. So locations and situations, you're going to make a list. Mm -hmm. And for each item on the list, you're going to assign it a value zero to 10. Zero being pretty easy because you're at home. Mm -hmm. 
Um, 10 being the absolute most different, difficult. Sporting is. event trough. Yeah. Uh, stadium, oh. Sporting stadium trough. They still Green have those. Oh, is that still a thing? If I go to like a uh, jazz game or whatever, they still have those troughs. I wonder. It's been a I while. I haven't seen one in years. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know if that is still a thing. You know, it feels like in the age of COVID, that's absolutely can't be a thing anymore, right? It feels like, like it. Yeah. I just, yeah. it's been, my, my high, uh, high school had them. Brighton had these troughs and it was awful. Yeah. I freaking gross. hated it. So yeah. I never peed there if I could help so, it. But anyway. Gross. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now you've got your list of locations and situations and you've ranked them. Zero okay. to 10 on how hard they are to, to alleviate yourself. Okay. okay. Then you're going to begin with an item rated zero. So... Or one, if you don't have any zeros. Urinating at home, usually with a guest present. Okay, so we're going to start with girlfriend. <laughs> a guest. And, you know. And yeah. so what you're going to do is you're going to have your partner remain in the home, in the other Well, it could be in the other room where you attempt to urinate. Let's start there. Not in the bathroom. In the other room, just like it's been difficult before. Um, and then, if possible, allow yourself to pee for three seconds before stopping. Oh. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Because some of this is stop and go situation. Okay. okay. All right. So really try to, you know, let yourself pee before stopping too, yeah. too quickly. But here's something really key. Do not spend more than four minutes trying to urinate. If it's oh. not working, take a break, take a break, try again. Why, why okay? four minutes? Why is that the number? Because so what's happening? So exposure is interesting, right? So you can think about this in your, your own life when you're trying something too much like that pressure or forced um, need, you can actually make things more difficult, right? But it's sort of like, okay, oh, that's a dumb example, but it's a perfect like mental thing in my head that I've experienced. Like, So I get to a cliff to jump in, into water. I feel like that happens a lot in my life for some reason. But anyway, yeah. I'm on the edge of a cliff. Everyone's already jumped off. The kids, no one's dead. We're like, it's fun. We're all having fun. If I stand there too long, I will psych myself out and I cannot do it. Yeah. But if I just within a, a minute of like, Whoa, all right, all right, all right. And then I jump, then I can do it. So, so it's a kind of a similar, like more psyching out will happen. More mental behavior will occur. Um, and you're going and pressure to perform is ultimately going to make it impossible. Okay. Right. So no more than four minutes. So you could have a little timer or however you want to do that. So you're just not in there too long. Okay. Right. So then take a break. And then sometimes moving back a step in your hierarchy can help. So maybe it's that she goes to a different room in the house. Right? Oh, move her just um, slightly one room away or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's say you can pee a little bit before stopping, but it stops and then you can't continue. Then this is where you, okay. So that's, if it doesn't work at all, take a break, move to something a little easier on your list. Okay. But if it kind of works, but you can't fully finish, you know they're in the other room, and then walk out, have a three-minute break with your partner, chat. You're going to chat about this probably, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Um, have a little break, and then go back and try once again. So the key is to do your best not to use any of your old coping strategies, right? Don't run the faucet or make noise. <laughs> Some people do that, right? They'll run faucets yeah. and stuff to, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I've heard of that. So I do, and then I'm not going to tell you what I do, but I like to plug my ears in public bathrooms because I don't want to hear anyone. It's not oh, about really? me. Oh, it's, it's the other, it's other, the other way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it doesn't even matter. Like they could have music. It could be, it doesn't matter. I will just kind of plug my ears, but you guys don't 
have access to both your hands. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, unless we're so sitters. I just like so- blah, 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 and then I just <laughs> leave because I just don't want to. I don't. No, no, thank you. Yeah. But also, like, if a car is kind of swerving into our lane or is about to hit us or anything, I also plug my ears. So. Oh, wow. I'm a weirdo. You are weird. Um, You've been doing that since fireworks when we were kids. She'd totally. It's like, if it doesn't, time. if I can't hear it, then it's not as bad. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So anyway, that's stupid. So, but that is a coping strategy. <laughs> if I were in this story, I wouldn't, I could not use that coping strategy. And then, you know, so he may have some things he's been doing. Like maybe he flushes the toilet first or he runs the faucet or. Well, that's interesting because the the, the natural inclination would be, well, oh, you've got a coping strategy. That's the thing to use. But you're saying don't actually rely on that. It's too much of a crutch. And that's why you're starting at your zero or your one Mm -hmm. level, not starting at your 10. So you're just slowly building up the the capacity. Okay, so then you're going to just keep doing this, alternating exposures and breaks for up to an hour. That sounds crazy. I know. People are like, I just won't go to baseball games. I'm like, okay, go for it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's it's an hour. So remember, you're only going to practice one hour twice a week. Yeah. And let's be honest. If you can't go the full hour, it's still worth worth trying. Because yeah. an hour sounds yeah. really long to go. Yeah, it does. Especially, but you haven't, you haven't peed. If you're struggling to pee, yeah, then right. you're, you still you're need only, to. And you're only allowing yourself four minutes, so... Yeah. yeah. Well, you're allowing yourself like three seconds. If it only works for three seconds, you still have plenty of urine and then you take your break and back. And forth. Okay. So okay. allow yourself to do this. So you have an hour to, to, to get through your bladder. Right. <laughs> um, okay. So then if the session has been successful, then you move on to the next easiest item on your hierarchy list. Right. And then practice this exposure in your ne- your next one. So if you do it twice a week, several times a week is better because you're just, I mean, you're practicing the other thing all the time. We just want you to practice the exposure version more. And then eventually it just gets easier. It's like learning anything. The brain will just go, oh yeah, I guess we could do it this way. Okay. We're going to, we'll be fine and can do that. Um, so after about eight to 12 sessions of this, you should find your ability to urinate freely, really improved. So the goal 15 to 20 is kind of ideal. Yeah. That's a lot. But you just see, you see where, you you know, if it sounds like it's too much, start slowly. There are actually periuresis support groups you can connect with online. Um, Oh, is that a, I didn't realize that would be, I guess there's something for everything online, right? Yeah. 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 And then relaxation techniques can work. Some CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy or, you know, working with any other kinds of anxiety that you're struggling with can be, be helpful. But this is like. If this was uniquely what's going on for you, that that would be kind of the steps you would take. Yeah. So it sounds to me like it's it's a template for other stuff though too. Like this exposure therapy idea is pretty broad. The, you can right. The ramping up from zero to ten. I feel like you could use for a lot of different things. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And let me let's be clear. When you are already at a ten panic for everything in your life. Exposure therapy on your own. No, 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 no. Yeah, don't yeah. do that. Because you will not have enough in place to to mm. handle it. Um, but when you're working with someone and, you know, they can guide you with that. But even if you did, I mean, I think of a common uh, young people these days problem or challenge is just communicating um, verbally face-to-face with people they don't know or in a job interview. You know, like that's it. 
there's a challenge there that's always been there with young people because they didn't have a lot of experience. But I would say kids even more now because, well, COVID for one, but also just the, it's just easy to apply online or send a text or some other way. And so they can get really freaked out to the point that they cannot speak to somebody. Yeah. Um, and that is going to limit a lot of things in their life. And so this kind of exposure, let's say there's like nothing else going on. You're just kind of struggling with like, oh, I just cannot make that phone call. Or, oh my gosh, the fact that I would have to go talk to this person face-to-face is killing me, you know, um, is to just practice some very small step exposure therapy. So you have a list and maybe talking to the librarian about a book you want is a, is a two or a one and just practice doing that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so all, all human learning is, is practice. It's doing a thing. It's exposing, being exposed to a thing and doing a thing and doing it repetitively until you figure it out. Um, anxiety just has this special role, which is to keep us from doing stupid things that kill us. And yet it doesn't, it's not honed in enough to know what all the things that will actually kill us, but it knows you're nervous. So it must be some, somewhat dangerous. Mm. So then avoidance will just confirm to your system that that is deadly and scary. Don't do that. And it gets really hard to move past that. So if you're going to do your second stage uh, exposure therapy to like a public bathroom at a, at a baseball uh, park, yeah. do you have to let somebody know like in management, like I'm going to be in here an hour. Uh, <laughs> no. They don't, they're not going to look that. weird. You shouldn't like, have to. Yeah. Okay. No, there are people in bathrooms at baseball games for hours all the time. That's not, <laughs> <laughs> that all is right. normal, normal. And, Fair and enough. that's really like, um, you know, you'll work up to, I mean, if that's an eight for, for him, mm-hmm. you know, he's got other levels he has to work up before that. So by the time he gets to a baseball diamond, he will have more internal resources to draw from, not not the old coping strategies or the avoidance, right? And yeah. so it's going to, maybe it's going to be difficult, but it won't be zero to eight. It will be seven to eight. And, you know, and some of this will just resolve itself. I mean, you're doing this 15 to 20 weeks. That is a good amount of time. Yeah. Um, and so the question really becomes, and this is the one question he didn't answer, which is how motivated is he to get rid of this? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's going to take it, it, it's taken work to get there work that you didn't realize was work because it just came naturally. Um, but it will take, it'll take concerted effort to have it change. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, um, I don't know. It's why part of the reason I wanted to read this email today is because it's it's a weird, it's a kind of exposure therapy for us to talk about it in these terms, you know, yeah. like to mm-hmm. to to make it less of this. Oh, it's my private taboo time where you know I'm embarrassed to to pee in public or whatever. And we you know let's give it a little sunlight. Let's talk about it. You know, give you some ideas. Hopefully, you can come back and and uh, show us some improvement. I think that would be awesome. Uh, so let us know. Yeah. Keep us informed. And thanks for sharing it because it's, I mean, it really is just, I mean, we all do it. Yep. Everyone <laughs> pees, right? Everybody pees. Thanks for Everybody pees. Tears while they pee. It's fine. And it's funny. It's a built-in when they're young. Like that story I told a van not two weeks ago because he's, he's in the throes of potty training. It's all going great. Uh, but good. he was in, he was here at the house. I don't think you were here, so I'll tell you the story real quick. He was here at the house and he goes... Nana, I need to go potty. So Kim's like, all right, let's go. And he 
runs into the bathroom. The door's open. He, she's in there with him because, you know, that's what they're used to at first, mom or grandma or whatever. So I go in there, or I come around the corner. I peek around the corner. I go, hey. I'm just excited for him, right? It's like, hey. And he goes, hey, go away, he said. <laughs> and I didn't expect, A, that kind of attitude out of a three-year-old, but, B, it made me realize, Oh yeah, this is like a private thing and you don't need to be giving him an audience and let him, he's already probably, you know, it's all very confusing and doesn't really understand why adults do this and, and all of that. So, you know, well, and if you think of it from a biological perspective, when are you the most vulnerable? Right. Right. For an animal attack or a bee getting in you in the bum. Yeah. It's then. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen a lot of horror movies where the slasher's out loose in the woods and the dumb teenager goes to take a pee behind a log (laughs) and then boom, you're dead. Yeah, that's why it it scares us, right? Right. Like there is some Mm -hmm. just survival. And so anxiety has every reason to be there. It just shouldn't run the show. I agree. Um, And so this exposure just helps you realize like, oh, okay, I'm not in a horror movie. I'm not in the, you know, 1400s. (laughs) I am just at a fun baseball game. I mean, that's an oxymoron for a lot of you. But um <laughs> and I just I I right, I'm actually really safe and fine. Yeah. And but that that very old system is like, are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You've run away from this for a long time. So this can't be good. So we're just gonna train it yeah. that it's perfectly okay to relax. Yeah. And yeah, but you gotta do it slow. And and again, the caveats I've repeated three times. Just make sure there's no medical problems. And then if there's other things going on, you're going to want to talk to someone and have them help guide you through this just because it's. Yeah. Plus the yeah. therapy thing never hurts, you know, never, never hurts. usually hurts. Well, never usually hurts. Sometimes <laughs> hurts, but then you get a new one and then it hurts less and then find one. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, did you happen to see John Oliver's last week tonight? No, I've yes, not. About mental adult yes. mental health. Yes. Yes. Oh, was it I good? made Tina watch it obviously for her job, but, uh, was it uh, good? Yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah, hmm. I miss. What's I've, interesting I, is I went to Sweden and I, I I looked at their their system and I just thought you guys don't have enough people. They have the right sort of single payer system that could could do it and people could afford it and access it. They just don't have enough people and the training is so difficult there. Yeah. I mean, it's like a five year program. You know, I mean, it's it's intense. That's not licensing. That's just the schooling. Just the school. Um. Yeah. Anyway, it's really intense, and then, you know, it just means there's not as much access. So I remember being there just being like, you guys got to step it up. And then I watched that, and I was like, oh, I know. I know. We're the worst. We have weird toilets, and... Yeah. Anyway, you should watch and be depressed with the rest of us. You should make a book. We have weird toilets, and dot, dot, dot. (laughs) I like that. All my criticisms. That's pretty good. Um, All right. Well, as always, a pleasure hanging out and talking. And uh, we hope this makes a difference for not just that person, but many of you out there who might be having a shy guy bladder. Uh, you'll find a, you'll find your way. Just expose yourself, and you're good. Nope, that's not the lesson. Never mind. Not, <laughs> take the nope. out of context. Yeah. Yes. And so next week, I will not be here. But I, everyone, take your test. I do not get any money from it. I wish I did, <laughs> but I do not. Uh, but it would be really fun to because we're going to go through some steps of how to how to make a strength more strengthy. Ooh. I'm down with that. I need some strengthy okay. strengths. Uh, all right. Well, have fun at whatever you're doing next week, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye now. See ya. Bye now. <laughs> all right. 
uh, that'll do it for uh, Wendy's time with us today. And it'll also yeah. do it for us. I would like to remind you all, though, we got a few things coming up, like today at Coverville, 1 p.m. Mountain Time. One thirty. Right. One 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 one. Why do I always still, say one thirty with one. you? I don't know I don't why. Know, I do you that. really want me to do it at one thirty? I'm not going to change for you. No, I'm don't sorry. change. I'm it. not going to do it. Don't ever do it because I've just got it in my head wrong. Uh, <laughs> so that's today. Then later, core uh, five p.m. tonight. Uh, an episode of core with me, John, and Bo. Lots to talk about there. We found out this week that Blizzard had a three years in development mobile WoW game that was like a full blown MMO, but really? in mobile form that just got canceled. And it got oh, wow. canceled because uh, apparently some sort of big financial dispute between them and NetEase, who was their partner in this thing, to get worldwide distribution. So uh, we'll talk about that and much more in the world of games uh, tonight on Core, 5 o'clock Mountain, if you want to watch it live or check out the podcast wherever you get it. Uh, couch party on uh, Friday for patrons. We are watching Mad Max Fury Road. There you go. Let's just let's just rip this band-aid off. We knew it was coming. I'm so excited. I can't freaking wait to watch this with you guys. So um yeah, that's uh that's our couch party. Details will be in the Patreon. For those patrons gonna... going, what about our other audio content that, that we need? I am with you. We're coming I'll come up with something. We're working on it. We're working on We're it. We're working on it. I promise. Okay. I really do yeah. mean it. We're gonna do something. Um but yeah, couch party, Friday, three PM. Be there details in the patreon uh film sack this weekend we're doing uh not fury road for film sack i wrote that in the wrong place uh i, <laughs> I didn't want to change i was like oh, let's see if he says it is film sack fury road yeah i didn't want to screw that up uh we're doing the born supremacy the born supremacy, supremacy. our goal to watch yeah. all the borns and all the transporters continues for our hot the movie transborn supremacy supremacy suprem transborner supremacy <laughs> there you go Anyway, that's all good. All fun. Be there for that. If you'd like to be a patron of our show, it's simple and easy. Patreon.com slash TMS. Welcome to the show uh, as patrons. Terry Davis, Neil, either Jose or Joe's. Joe's. Probably Jose. Neil Jose. Yeah. Yeah. Neil Jose. Or Josie. Could be. I don't know. Could be. Uh, And Cyan Rollins. Welcome to the show, you guys. Or welcome to the Patreon. Is it probably Sean? C-I-A-N? I think C-I-N, C-I-A-N is pronounced Sean, but I could be wrong. Oh, that's a cool spelling of Sean. I like yeah. that. Is that like an Irish thing? Claire, is that uh, an Irish thing? Claire, clar- clarify it for us. Aaron, I've never heard of it in my life. Congratulations <laughs> on your, she got her house, I guess. So she's good. Her uh, mortgage. Oh, uh, very good. Yeah. Congratulations, Claire. Tell Jack he can suck it. All right, moving on. Exactly. Frogpants.com slash TMS for everything else, you guys. Go check that out. That'll do it for us today. Uh, we got to play a song, though. Do you have one there? Yeah, I do. Uh, Mario Piertoni, uh, Pierantoni sent in this one. Hi, Skull and Brain. Recently, you guys mentioned Tina Marie and a song of hers with Crush in the title. It immediately reminded me of a song by the Jets called Crush on You. Oh, yeah. By the way, Scott, if I remember correctly, they're from Salt Lake City, Utah Connection. Utah Connection. Yeah, they're from. They're actually from West Valley, and I there think most of their family is still even there, or maybe even the band still lives there. But yeah, they're they were oh, big for a while, real big. Cool. Yeah. By the way, uh, C-I-A-N, we're getting corrections, is pronounced Kian. Oh, Kian. Okay. Kian. Like, uh, so like if, you know, uh, uh, the, the guy from Peaky Blinders is, uh, uh, obviously he's not Kian, but his, but it's also like a hard, a hard C as opposed to a soft C. Like, so it's uh, Killian Murphy, right? Killian Murphy. Exactly. Yeah, I've always yeah, said Killian, Killian and everyone always tells me it's Cillian, but no, I think it's Killian. No, it's Killian. Okay. It absolutely is Killian Good. Murphy. 
Love that guy. Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, about a decade ago, Nero made a cover of the song Crush on You. And I really liked it back in the day. It's somewhere between EDM, dubstep, and synthwave. Ooh. Uh, there's no specific date for the song. Whenever you've got an open spot, I happen to have an open spot today. Greetings from Antwerp, Belgium. Mario Pierantoni. Oh, P.S. Can I get Daryl calling you guys sparkly? Of course. Um, let me pull that up. By the way, Daryl, I think I feel like I've been I've been following Daryl's uh, back and forths on Trek stuff sure. lately. I think he might be. He might be full. I don't care about Trek. I only care about Orville now. Because <laughs> that's is, is he now the Orville nerd? Oh, he, he loves it. He's all he talks about is the Orville. He talks about how they get all the stuff right, and the and Star Trek doesn't. Like he's just like gone complete Orville on everything. Wow. Yeah. All right. But that's okay. It's fine. It's oh. fine. You like what you like. But how is he? What's he going to do about his screen name? His uh, his <laughs> Twitter handle. Yeah. Exactly. Um, here it is. By the way, I'll play it. You guys sound kind of sparkly. He was naked that day. I want to point that out. Yeah, he was calling us from uh, his bed where he was naked. What's this thing? Hold on. Everything is sparkly. Oh, that's Bo doing it. Totally separate. (laughs) Anyway, uh, there you go, dude. Enjoy. Yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. How about this cover right here? This is a uh, crush on you originally by the jets, yeah. uh, by a band called Nero. This one comes from their 2011 album called welcome reality. After I heard this cover, I listened to the rest of the album and it's all really, really good. It's very different from the kind of stuff we normally play at the end of TMS, but I totally dig it. And I'm, I'm hoping, uh, you guys all like it too. Cause it does have a lot of dubstep, uh, stuff in it. So, <laughs> Hope you all enjoy that. Here is Nero and Crush on You. That's all right. And we'll see you uh, Monday for all the other uh, normal things. Okay, everybody? Have a good weekend. We'll see you then.
show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. What is your meaning? What is your meaning? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.